Blog Talk Radio. I'm Arturo Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. No, 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 no. Not on this kind of night. On this night, guys, turn that shit up. This is that ice cold Michelle fight for that white gold. This one for them hood girls, them good girls, straight masterpieces. Stylin', wildin', living it up in the city. Got chucks on with Saint Laurent, gotta kiss myself, I'm so pretty. I'm too hot. Got the police and the firemen, I'm too hot. Make a dragon wanna retire, man, I'm too hot. Say my name, you know who I am, I'm too hot. And my band about that money, break it down. Girl says you hallelujah. Girl says you hallelujah. Don't believe me, just listen. I'm telling you, it's one of those nights here. We are at an undisclosed location uh, where there's quite a football party going on over in the other room there. So, uh, very interesting night, and uh, welcome. Fantasy Jester Show, you know who this is then. The Fantasy Jester, football junkies unite, and... uh, Who's ready for tonight? Who's ready? Open that door. Open that door. I'm sure they can hear that enough. Go ahead, close it. Thanks. I'm telling you, I am telling you, I am telling you, it is one of those nights, folks, Jester football party. It is time to kick this shit off. This Thursday, KC Patriots, first game of the season. Oh, yeah. I'm as psyched for that as I am the food that's sitting at the buffet. Uh, We broke it out tonight. Uh, Mrs. Jester and myself really, really, I think we outdid ourselves. I'm not even going to talk about the food because poor JT is on the line. What? What? Who? JT, I remember him. He used to be on the Fantasy Jester show. Son of a bitch. Anyway, seriously, folks. He was on the other night on Gridiron, guys. If you missed it, I'm telling you, great, great fantasy football stuff. First show of the season, Gridiron, guys. And a fantastic friggin' audience. Jesus, thank you, guys. I love you right back. Thanks for the support. It is going. <laughs> anyway, let's get this going. Football junkies unite. That's right. Football junkies, come get some because we have the good stuff right here. Wow. Wow, we got the good stuff right here. Yeah. Last two weeks, he fused over. Tonight marks the return of JT. We were supposed to cover all four sports tonight. That likely won't happen this week as football season kicks off. No doubt. We will cover some fantasy baseball. We're going to try to. We're going to try and get there to cover a little bit. If not, we'll get you next week as now pretty much every league will be starting. Who do you get for the playoffs? 
let's get this going, guys. And what else? Well, we might get through the whole show without some sort of hijinks. Might. <laughs> we will not promise that on that. That's great. That's a good write-up, guys. Nice job. Nice job. Folks, Fantasy Justice Show brought to you by Fantasy Justice Sports. Blog Talk Radio. For the crystal clear sound. And, folks, tonight's special episode We want to thank the people at Deep Obsession Charters for bringing you what will be a commercial-free night. That's right, Ryan Walton and the gang, and this is going to be the only commercial the whole night. Ryan Walton and the gang, so grub, grub, get ready. Get ready, because it's coming right after this commercial. Commercial Commercial-free thanks to these people. Ryan Walton and the gang, Deep Obsession Charters, West Palm Beach. Come down to Florida, or if you're already here, best damn place to go, folks. Hands down, it's not even friggin' close. We've tried a bunch. My wife has tried a bunch. No, no, no. If you're diving, snorkeling, it doesn't matter. What do you want to see? You're going to see it with these guys because they have every friggin' dive imaginable. I mean, I'm telling you right now, but the best one is the one Jester Challenge a couple weeks ago did it, went with the Sharks. No cage. That's right. Your opportunity to go ahead with Ryan Walton, who's basically the Shark Whisperer, and be able to dive Sharks. No cage. Amongst a bunch of other things. Reef dives, wreck dives, absolutely fantastic time, folks. Deep Obsession Charges bringing you now Football Junkies Unite commercial free well that can only mean one thing i'm supposed to rant here well you know what there's nothing to rant about okay because there's a party there's some yummy food on the other side of this wall when i'm done and then football sitting there waiting next weekend a week from tomorrow folks can you believe it can you believe it football sunday yeah the first Sunday in football. It's like the first Sunday in Lent. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Let's get him in here. Let's get the show going. Folks, if you already know, he is my co-host everywhere I go and has helped. He is a big part of what makes us so successful. You can find him on Fez. Kenny, know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. That's right. Normally, I play that for me, but tonight it goes to JT because you know what, folks? Everybody's paying attention to the big mouth with the blue beard. Make sure you listen to this guy. JT, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Uh, first full Saturday of college football. Pro football, like you said, just right around the corner Thursday night. An actual good uh, kickoff game this year. seems like the last few years, a couple of kickoff games have been like, eh, this one actually interests me, uh, KC New England. And then look at all the trades going on in the NFL today. What the hell's going on with that? You know, and, and that's the product of what the, the new system of the cut down going straight from, you know, 90 to uh, 53. And uh, you're going to see, like, these aren't the final rosters yet. I think tomorrow you're going to see a flurry of just unbelievable trades and uh, pickups and uh, uh, just players on the move. It is going to be an interesting time to pay attention 
Because now, you know, here's what I don't understand. Uh, and maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm being picky about it. You tell me. You take a look at all these moves. And some of these moves are, are players that they want to try and start right away. Now, had cut down been its normal pace, those guys might have already been moved and ready for the team's as the season is now just days away, there's no time to prep. You're going to have all these player moves. And I'm sorry, I think this is one of the biggest distractions to week one. Your prep for week one is intertwined with welcoming who knows how many new guys to your team at the last minute. It's not really what I would want. Listen, if I'm coaching – if I'm coaching, I don't need some friggin' new guy in the room not knowing where his friggin' locker is, what's going on, how to piss, how to do this or anything else, okay? And, and I've got to teach him the playbook. And you, got, you got, oh, no, I don't want to do any of that right now. I've got a game to plan for, okay? And so did my coordinators. And now we've got to go ahead and babysit the new people because, hey, listen, the last-minute rush is on. You know, and, and, and one i got to throw out there, speaking of babysit, for all you people in D- Dynasty and rookie-only drafts that took Jeremy McNichol so high, you should have watched Hard Knocks. If you did from week one, you would have known that this kid wasn't going to make the team. You can't protect the franchise named Jameis Winston in pass protection. You're not going to make the team. Plain and simple, I don't no. know how many times they tried to get through this kid's head that he's got to learn his blocking assignments. And how many times did he get Fitzpatrick killed in a, in a preseason game? They're not going to let mm-hmm. that happen with Jameis. So uh, happy trails, my friend. We'll see where you end up. Very interesting because the kid's built like a brick shit house. He really is. I mean, and he runs well. I like the way he runs. He just can't pass protect to save his life. Just too much of a liability in today's I'll tell you how important it is. Yeah. I'll tell you how important that is. Yeah, exactly. You get these quarterbacks killed, and uh, coaches won't have jobs. So, needless to say, uh, the running back, or in this case, Mr. McNichols, doesn't have a job. So, a uh, little bit of a surprise for some. Again, did not did not surprise me at all. Here's what I don't get. Here's Okay. <laughs> Why does Tampa never cease to friggin' amaze me, okay? You took him in a fourth round. You're going to see fourth-round players making it in the NFL, okay, uh, out of the gate. And then you're going to see fourth-round players that, with a little bit of work, are going to go ahead and make an impact in this league. You spent a fourth-round pick, and you say, screw it, I'm done with this guy now. But wait a minute. Really? Now, You're not going to put any this work is the same into organization, your though. Pick? This is the same organization and the same staff that took a kid in the second round last year and gave him his walking papers and Roberto Aguayo just one week into the preseason. So they're not afraid to say, look, we made a mistake, move on. I like it. Uh, you know, how many – okay. But my question is how many second-round mistakes, how many fourth-round oops, we did this and – you're talking high picks year after year. I mean, a fourth-round running back, you're going to see – listen, you're going to see a fourth-round running back start at some point this year. 
okay? Because you know what? A team kept him and worked him. Not because he was great right out of the gate. I mean, literally, you, you just completely, all right, let, let, me, let me get this straight. You've had this kid, you probably worked with him a total of maybe two months. Two months. And you're saying already, I can't do anything with you. Now, wait a minute. Either that says volumes that this kid's an idiot and can't be taught, or you've got a bad coaching system that doesn't know how to coach somebody on, here, here's how to block, here's how you pay attention, this, that, the other. You know, it was very funny. I, I saw one of the hard knocks where Jameis is sitting there, and that kid wants to be part of those extra meetings to go ahead and learn what Jameis is seeing and everything like that. And what He was sitting there as him and, and Deshaun uh, Jackson, all of them sitting talking so that they can work together, get stuff down. So it's not like you have a kid not willing to put in the work. I, I just don't get it. I just I, you you could be sorry. To put Another in head all the scratcher. Just as, this is just as bad as the second round pick for a kicker to me. Just as bad. But you can be willing to put in all the work you want to if you don't have the talent. You don't have the talent. And let's be realistic. Tampa Bay's situation is a lot different than other teams. You've got Doug Martin, Charles Sims, and Jacquez Rogers all in front of this kid on the depth chart to begin with. There's no need to carry for and and obviously they made a point on Hard Knocks, if you listen to that coaching staff, to tell this kid, if you don't make it in the running, as a running back right away, you damn well better play good on special teams because running backs that are fourth on the depth chart have to succeed and excel on special teams. And apparently he wasn't doing that either. So, you know, the kid had his opportunities. You can be willing all you want, but if you don't have the talent, it doesn't matter. Hell, I'm willing to win the lottery, but that don't mean I'm smart enough to pick the right numbers. Well, and it was my bad. He was uh, fifth round. My bad on that one. Um, I thought it was fourth, so but okay. Terrell Davis, so, um, Terrell Davis, so we'll forgive you. But here's the thing. But here's, uh, here's the thing. I'm guessing, and one of the guys that um, you didn't mention was Peyton Barber, too. Another one, yeah. He, he looked solid. Yeah, so this is what I'm saying. This is exactly what I'm talking about. So, uh, um You've got guys on there that are decent, okay? But really, let me ask you something. Who, other than Doug Martin, do you really think Sims is the guy? If Doug Martin goes down, are you ready to trust Jerk Quiz Rogers? That's what I'm well, saying. I just don't. You couldn't nah, practice. Okay, you couldn't minute. practice squad this guy? Well, you got to cut him before you can practice squad him. Well, but that's what you I'm saying. I mean, you can't just go ahead. Squad. My yeah. point being is, you keep him on the fifty. You keep. Can't you go right from the fifty-three to the practice squad? Uh, from what I understand, and maybe I'm reading this wrong, but the new rules say you have to uh, clear waivers to go through the practice squad. Oh, okay. All right. I mean, See, I thought you go from sure fifty-three over looking. to the practice squad. Well, we, yeah. we've got interns for that. I'm sure we can get somebody to look that up. But, uh, but no, I mean, regardless, uh, look at that. Are you kidding? Everybody's at the party. I'm, I'm literally, if oh, I need help right Greg, now, I am out of the party. Uh, it'll save us some food anyway. But the last thing on this, you mentioned Jacquez Rogers. Yeah, yeah. Look back and look back yeah. at that kid when he played back at Oregon State up in Corvallis. Okay, the kid 
can handle the lo- can handle the load. He can carry the ball or touch the ball okay. 20, 25 times. He did a pretty good job last year when he had the opportunity to get some, some play with the Bucks. Do I think that he can do it week to week? No, but I think a nice mix of Sims, Barber, as you mentioned earlier, Rodgers will be plenty enough to get them through the first few games until they get Doug Martin back. Oh, yeah, yeah, That's, that, that, that part of it's true. I, I just, I don't know. I would be pretty pissed at myself if I've already released last year's second-round pick, and now here I go, I don't need this year's fourth-round pick. I, I, I don't know. I, I just – and if you're that loaded at running back, why did you take him anyway? Go get another position. Take the best available player on the board. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, all right, folks, listen, here's what we did the other night on Gridiron, guys, and you can catch the Gridiron, guys, every Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern to 8 o'clock, taking you right up to that Thursday game, going to break down the Thursday game for you so you know, you know, it's the early game. Should I play this person? Should I sit him? JT, how many times do you hear people, you know, asking us, Listen, it's Thursday night. What do I do? So uh, I think if we spell it all out, and and this year, a little change in format, folks. Last year, we did a lot of picking of the games and this, that, the other, and gave a little bit of the fantasy on it. What we're going to do is this year's format, we're going to go ahead, obviously recap the week that was any of the waiver moves that are out there or pickups or, or injuries or any move whatsoever that you know, you really need to have us discuss for you and show you what it does affect. And then also give you a comprehensive breakdown of the Thursday night game. And then this way, Saturday night, you know, you, as you're here in the Jester show, um, it'll really be dedicated towards the Sunday games and breaking them down for you. So enjoy. We're going to go ahead. I'm going, we, we, Stopped at Minnesota. We went alphabetically, okay? And, JT, why don't we go ahead, let's go down the alphabet, okay, um, and have you we'll, – we'll, we'll alternate until we get back to Minnesota. Back and forth, just give a little snippet of what we see or what we don't see, what we like, what we don't like with each team, and, and let's just mm-hmm. – you know, like maybe a minute, we'll, we'll spend like a minute, maybe a minute and a half most uh, on each team uh, so that people can get caught back up where we were, what they might have missed uh, on the gridiron, guys. So you want to kick it off with Arizona? Oh, we talked to Arizona, and there's, there's really not much, you know, much more than David Johnson at this point. Uh, I don't care who's the quarterback. David Johnson's the guy that should be going first in any format, in any kind of fantasy draft. You'll not convince me otherwise on this kid. I look for a 1,000-yard rushing, a 1,000-yard receiving season, first since Marshall Falk. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald's always a good, solid receiver, a guy that can still help your team. Outside of that, uh, there's really nothing else on Arizona fantasy-wise that I'm going with. Wow, I left him speechless. That's saying something right there. Oh, apparently the jester has left us. Oh, which no, I'm sorry. Us. I tried to go over and grab one of the interns real quick. I had a question, and I'm back. I tried to make it real quick. Folks, I, I'm, I'm a large guy. I'm, I've lost time on my 40. 
but I made it back real quick. No, my question was, uh, I, I, I had one for you about the Arizona team, is if you're out there and you're in leagues that play the whole defense, team defenses, Arizona mm-hmm. team uh, defense that you're looking at the take? I like their team defense. Uh, you look at the, all three levels. You know, their interior line, uh, Robert Kandechi and a few of the guys that they've acquired over the year on that defensive line, they're good for pressure. They're more guys that seem to eat up blocks, allow guys like Chandler Jones and some of these other guys to get uh, outside backers to get in and get pressure. Uh, Dion Buchanan as a middle linebacker is a tackle machine. Also good for usually a couple sacks and a couple, a couple interceptions. Love the safeties in Tyran Matthew. If the kid can stay on the field, Independent, you know, individual defensive player or team defense, he does nothing but add to your game. Uh, Patrick Peterson on the outside, so I'd rank them top ten defensively in uh, total team defense. Ah, the Honey Badger, yeah, he's 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 good kid, good hard player, always out there going, and that's why sometimes he gets a little hurt because he's always going, you know, a hundred miles an hour. Um, no, fantastic job, JT. My my only thing is is uh, how that line is going to handle losing Campbell on it. That That's going to be a little – to me, it's going to be interesting. So, uh, like you said, Ndechi will uh, fill in and hopefully take over that role instead now. Um, let me ask you something real quick. Any interest, any interest in Jermaine Gresham? Wow. Do you have him um, on your board no. anywhere decent – no. Yeah. Okay. No, I have, Just I, I, I want to go ahead and make sure people understand we don't like certain players. Okay. I mean, no, that was fun. You know what? That was yeah. emphatic enough. <laughs> <laughs> I like him on your team if I'm playing you, but not on my own. No. No. Okay. All right. Any love for Chad Williams, the third round pick? Uh, I mean, there's some upside if there. John Brown, I don't trust Carson. I don't trust Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer's health uh, is always in question, not to mention his commitment to the game. Drew Stanton is adequate at best. If you're dependent on guys like Chad Williams at that point, eh, I think you may want to look elsewhere. Pretty much. Pretty much. Okay. Let's get over to Atlanta. Atlanta. The Falcons. Yeah. What do you got on this for Atlanta? It's obviously – well, obviously nothing, okay? They don't know how to score. They don't know how to move the ball. Uh, absolutely nobody at wide receiver. And uh, crap for quarterback uh, at the Atlanta team there. Terrible. And uh, quite a fact, obviously, I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, no, obviously, uh, Matt Ryan, when I look at Matt Ryan, uh, you, you got to have him in in the top three. I just, uh, you have to have him there. Um, you look at. Julio, obviously, top five wide receiver. Uh, Sanu's losing a little bit uh, of uh, traction, it seems like. Uh, I I don't understand why he's been somewhat reliable, I guess. If you're playing in a deep league, you might want to go Justin Hardy there. Uh, But the biggest one, I think, uh, on the offense that we've really talked up and uh, a lot of people – still picking him so late in drafts is Austin Hooper third round pick last year, folks. And he is a kid that, you know, learning the offense. He came on JT. He came on at the end of the year. Nicely six, four, two, you know, one of those, 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, and I don't understand why he, in such a high-powered offense where Sunu is okay, like I said, but you better be in a real deep league for him to be relevant on your team. Okay, so they really do need that other red zone target, and, and you've got one like that. I'm going to tell you right now, that is the kid that is going to surprise a lot of people. On defense, you know, that's that was the problem last year is that, you know, and this is what we talked about the other day on the gridiron guys. Again, if you if you missed it, go back, iTunes, fantasyjusticesports.com, blog talk radio. It's all there, two hour special. You know, listen, they went ahead, they started making a couple of pickups, they made and drafting, they went and got McKinley in the first round. They went out and got uh, Duke Riley in the third. Okay, even, you know, listen, I look at it like this. You go ahead, and even if you can just shave off two points, two points, three points, a field goal, shave off a field goal to this team, and that is huge. So now with a little bit more of a pass rush, okay, I want to see – what? Because remember, now you add a little bit of a pass rush against teams that are going to have to throw to keep up with this offense. It's going to make for an interesting year in Atlanta. Some yes. people talk about that whole, uh, you know, JT, I'm I, hearing about the whole fall off that the Super Bowl was devastating and, and they won't. They're not. They don't sound like a team that's devastated when you, no. when you hear them. No, and if it, and if they were, and if they were, the excitement of opening that brand new state of the art stadium, I think, will help pump them up and get them rejuvenated. Even though they put a Chick Fil A in there and it's closed on Sundays, which makes no damn sense to me in any way, shape, or form. But still, that new stadium, I think, will help keep that team rejuvenated and excited for the season. That's fantastic. I can go ahead and have Chick-fil-A at a game. Oh, wait. No. Can't do it. Nobody researched that. From either side, you know, that's what amazes me. From either side, from the stadium or from the company or the person opening up the franchise themselves, whoever's running the franchise, that'll open it up. Nobody of those three said, hmm, you know, something. I, I, I feel like I'm missing something. Do you? I just don't. Yeah, no, no, we're good. Just, just sign the contract. Exactly. You could be there for concerts. <laughs> what could for, go wrong? You know, You're in a stadium. <laughs> I do want to throw one one thing out there. Two names in IDP for Atlanta. Second year player, first yeah. one converted safety, Dion Jones from LSU last year, rookie middle linebacker. Yeah. Who flashed brilliance at the position. The guy is one of those new hybrid mm-hmm. safety linebackers that can cover and hit like a truck. And then if you look in the secondary, fellow rookie from last year, second-year player, Keanu Neal, in my opinion, is the second-best IDP defensive back available. This guy knows how to play. He's got a nose for the ball, and he will light you up. Hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, you know, I wasn't wasn't sure about Neal. Got to be honest with you. I have him behind your giant. Huh? Landon Collins is number one oh, okay. on my list. Keanu Neal's number two. Right. Landon Collins number one on my list, brother. No doubt. Yes. Yeah. Um, no, I, I have to tell you. Does, 
All right, Dion Jones. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe I'm just being foolish because we uh, I've talked to him. Does he remind you of Miles Jack? Miles Jack reminds you of him a little bit. That smaller yeah, middle linebacker, a little yeah. faster. Let's still bring the wood. Faster, yeah. not not gonna. Yeah, yeah, more more finesse and fast, which is kind of. You know, when when you look at Von Miller, I mean, he's a really fast linebacker, okay? Uh, I, he's not uh, – I've seen him lay the lumber a couple of times, but he's more about the speed. And that that's what that position is changing from is the uh, old-fashioned middle linebacker, slobber knocker kind of guy to that fast hybrid guy so, that's going to cover like from sideline to sideline. Yeah. So you're thinking Sorry? you go 90s, 2000s linebackers, or your TKO spikes. You know, TKO was the was the might least for me the picture perfect middle linebacker. Now you look at guys that are a little bit more hybrid, strong safety middle linebacker types that can do a little bit of both. Uh, Deion Deion Jones is fantastic. Loved him last year. I think he's gonna be even better this year. And keep your eyes on Keanu Neal. All you gotta do is look at the numbers on that kid uh, and watch him play his game. Talk about a guy that sticks his nose in there. So I'm excited about both of those guys. Yeah, well, you know, I was thinking about when talking about the middle linebackers, okay, you can go ahead and think of a guy like Burlacker. Mm-hmm. They, 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 as that old fashioned slobber knocker kind of middle linebacker. Converted just, safety. That's not. True. Don't forget, safety at New Mexico State. So, you know, this guy was a, was a fantastic safety in college that the Bears were smart enough to move up to middle linebacker. Uh, and, yeah, I think that turned out pretty well for him. Not too bad. They, they were able to manage with him. <laughs> no, no yeah. but honestly, uh, even a guy – okay, even a guy such as uh, from uh, – from, uh, your Dolphins there who used to play uh, middle linebacker. Well, he played uh, left side middle linebacker. Um, was Dansby. Mm-hmm. Physical guy. Physical yeah, guy again. With so, now, uh, again, I just see yeah. that smaller, that smaller oversized safety coming into play so much more now. No doubt. Uh, Buffalo, um, you know, Baltimore, How do I cover Tate's team, huh? Well, we got to do Baltimore before we do Buffalo. I mean, we can't leave the Ravens out. As boring as that you know, team is, I mean, we, such a hurry. We still got to cover. Well, no, but I mean, yeah, Baltimore with that top uh, ten back. You mean they have it all? Please yeah. tell me about this top ten back in Baltimore. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I keep hearing about them. That's why I'm trying to get somebody to tell me something that I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, Honestly, I mean, folks, I have uh, I, I have somebody who'll remain uh, nameless for now, trying to push uh, Danny Woodhead as a top ten back in the NFL this year. <sighs> More than anything, I want to know where's Flacco. <laughs> Is this cat going to play? Is he coming back? Is he, is he an accident waiting to happen? And uh, is the Baltimore team going to be stuck with Ryan Millette? 
Stop well, it. Well, that's, that's the accident. Stay that's away from the this accident team. right there. Stay away from the team. team. Yeah, go ahead. Well, don't stay away from him completely. Uh, we still got some guys like Terrence West that I think is an underrated running back to um, a guy that's going in the middle of drafts, middle to late in drafts, a guy that I think you can get uh, that can definitely give you some production. Mike Wallace Mostly. has had some big games. Yeah, not, yeah. not a lot, but had a few big games. Brashad Perriman, we don't know who he is yet. We haven't really had a chance to see Chris Moore. Don't know who he is yet. Haven't had a chance to see him. Max Williams, uh, you know, Dennis Pitt is, uh, is usually a good, solid tight end. Um, not a fantasy star, but good, solid players. Nah, there's still a few guys out there from this team that are at least relevant. But uh, I know you're really excited to cover Tate's team, so we'll, we'll go ahead and move to Buffalo and see what you have to say there. Uh, no, just real quick, I just uh, I threw out Mosley for uh, for your defense there. He's still he's a viable option still. Yeah, he is a good, a good tough player. Yeah, yeah and, and, and actually they have the one corner that I look at in IDP. I generally stay away from corners, but uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Smith, Smith is somebody because Jimmy Smith will stick his nose in there and get you quite a few tackles. And for some reason, people like to try him uh, left and right. And more times than not, he comes out on top. So Jimmy Smith somebody as well in IDP that I'd give a look to. Uh, let me ask you something. Uh, how are you feeling about uh, Humphrey? Marlon Humphrey taking over for uh, Brandon Carr they picked up from Dallas. Probably going to get tested early and often. See, that's what's going to hurt Jimmy Smith's IDP, though. Well, you look at at a quarterback like Roethlisberger, and you look at a quarterback like Andy Dalton in the division that they'll see four times combined, I mean – those guys don't care what your name is. You could be Deion Sanders and Roethlisberger is still going to try it. No. You're not going to throw True, because Antonio Brown. I, I wonder, yeah, well, that's my thing is I wonder if Baltimore, that's a good question. We'll have to find out if Baltimore will switch Jimmy Smith over to uh, AB when they play. Right, right. Because that leaves a nice matchup on the other side for the against other the rookie side, anyway. Exactly. Yeah, it's still going right. to be nice. That'll be nice for when we talk matchups. That'll be good. I like that. All right, um, folks. Yeah, we're going to move on to Buffalo. I have. I don't know why. Honestly, Buffalo is what maybe a step ahead of the Jets right now and gaining. No, wide right. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> I had a frog in my throat. Honestly, let, let's take a look at this team, all right? Let's stop playing. Uh, Tyrod Taylor, meh. I don't know. He's a little gimped. And Nathan Peterman, guys, fifth-round rookie. That is the guy to go ahead, pick up stash in your dynasty league. I, I'm going to tell you right now, he is looking very nice. If you haven't heard the name, because everybody's so wrapped up in, in Kaiser and Trubisky and, and uh, the kid in Kansas City, Mahomes, Mahomes thank you, uh, that everybody is overlooking what this kid is doing. Everybody's overlooking what Nathan Peterman for Buffalo is doing. So, now, so here we are, Chester. Now, hold on now. So here's the question. A, this situation kind of reminds me of a few years back when everybody was all over RG3 and Andrew Luck, and then you had that 
smaller quarterback that that team up in the Northwest in Seattle took in Russell Wilson later in the draft. Um, right. And look how that's, that's turned out. I think this could be a similar situation, but let's talk rookie only leads. You know, you, you mentioned you have Watson, Trubisky, Mahomes, Kaiser. Where do you see, where do you see a guy like Peter McGoin in rookie drafts? Oh, you can steal this kid. Like, well, now he's starting to get noticed a little bit. It used to be, okay, in a rookie draft, you used to be able to steal this kid in, like, eighth round, no problem. Now he's probably, my guess, nah, maybe maybe he's about seven, eight now. I, I, I don't okay. even know if he was on some people's rookie draft ball. Um, he does throw a very nice, listen, he, one thing about this kid, okay, he throws a very nice ball and uh, very good accuracy on intermediate routes, okay, which leads you to believe that at the very least, okay, he's serviceable from 15, 15 to maybe 20 on in and back, okay? So the question will be, what does he have deep? Uh, uh, that will, you know, that'll play itself out as he's playing real coverages and, and real players he, he, he plays against all the threes and fours. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, no, he is uh, he's somebody that is moving up the boards little by little. Keep, keep his name handy. Pretty much other than that, I am pissing people off left and right by saying Charles Clay could be a nice early play in the season. Uh, if you're missing out on a tight end or you're like me waiting uh, for Gronkowski's replacement, Dwayne Allen, to come in, um, or maybe you want to go ahead and go grab yourself a Kittle right about now. Kittle's probably up there now. Um, but Charles Clay going to come out of the gate a little bit faster this year. And uh, I, like I said, I've been pissing people off with that. Zay Jones right now is their top target. I mean, the rookie second rounder this year, top target now. They've traded pretty much anything decent. And they brought in uh, Jordan Matthews, who's already dinged. And they'll see that why Philly had no use for him as, uh, on a team. Remember one thing about Jordan Matthews, folks. Philly is a team that is still wide receiver starved. They went out and got Jeffrey. They went out and got – listen, they go out and get receivers, and they can this kid. Tory Smith and a, a, a frequently injured Alshon Jeffrey, we don't know what either two of those are going to do with, with the kid, okay? But they knew enough that they didn't want Jordan Matthews. That says – Right, something. well – but well, and 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 quickly on Philly, we'll get back to Philly. But Nelson Aguilar's made huge strides this year. Uh, third year coming into you know coming into the third season has made huge strides in camp in maturity, work ethic, and knowledge of that put playbook. Put him where he's so, supposed to be. Well, I, I think I think it's going to give him a chance. But speaking of Philly, I think the name you forget to mention in Buffalo is Philly Brown. Corey Brown's a guy yeah. who's awful dangerous in that slot because he's a guy that can take the ball on a five-yard out and absolutely make three or four guys miss and take it to the house. So I think he's the kind of guy, when you have a quarterback like Peterman, where you're not quite sure about his deep ball, well, basically you let the rack, or the rack or the yak yardage do it for you. Throw it to a kid like that, make a few people miss, hidden yards there. So 
Philly Brown should be somebody that people keep an eye on for Buffalo as well. Uh, end of the year, uh, McCoy top five, or is I he don't wearing? How. If he stays down. healthy, if he stays healthy, no, he'll be top five. The kid keeps himself in good shape. He's still yeah. he's not an old back. I mean, yeah, I still think he's got a couple a couple you know years in the tank, but the guy keeps himself in fantastic shape, and uh, he knows that this is basically his team completely, his team offensively. So I think he's in for a big year. Yeah, he's 29. He's still got a couple more years on him. And because, like you said, he keeps himself in good shape, he definitely has until, like, 32. That That would be my guess. Yeah, yeah. Because because he's good at setting up tacklers as well. He's not just a guy that depends on coming out running. Great point. Great point. Great point. The one thing I love, even when he was with Philly, I hated it, is he really knows how to set up his blockers. Good point. Uh, Carolina, JT? Uh, Carolina, one of the more exciting teams from a fantasy perspective for me this year will be uh, former MVP Cam Newton. Please stand up because the guy we saw last year was absolutely terrible. Uh, but I think it's a guy that could be a little more comfortable this year. They went and got this kid some weapons. Kelvin Benjamin stopped eating too many cheeseburgers, decided he was going to lose some weight not eat himself out of the league and dedicate himself to what he needed to do to, to be a star receiver because the kid's got the talent. Uh, Curtis Samuel, a kid in the slot, kind of like Philly Brown, kind of like a Tyree Kill, a guy that has unbelievable agility, good hands, uh, instinctual runner. Uh, guy just seems to find the hole and get small, gets through the hole. I think he can help make up some yards for Cam. The guy that I don't think is getting enough love, and he's getting love, but not enough, is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, you know, his father was a decent NFL receiver, uh, Mr. Ed McCaffrey. Uh, I think the kid's got the lineage. He's shown he can catch the ball, run the ball. He's adorable kid. You know, people think he's small. Uh, a particular individual that I won't name tells me that, oh, he's too small to play in the NFL, 5'11", 205. So I asked this guy, what do you think of LaShawn McCoy? Oh, he's great, top ten back. Oh, do you know he's 5'11", 210? So if you want a size comparison for Mr. McCaffrey, he's five pounds lighter than LaShawn McCoy. As we just said, he's done decent for himself. So Carolina's been an exciting team. Greg, you know, Greg Olson, the one thing I'd like to see is the Devin Funches experiment end. Kid's a buster. Get him out of there. He's a journeyman at best. The guy just doesn't get it. Russell Shepard's a kid that I think needs to get some look. Uh, Curtis Samuel. Kelvin Benjamin, but all in all, Carolina's going to be fun to watch. IDP, stay away from Luke Keekley, folks. This is a guy that's got immense talent, probably the best middle linebacker in the game. So why are you saying stay away from him? Look at the <laughs> concussions over the last few years, and look at the amount of time. You've got guys that get a concussion that are trying to get back out there and play the next quarter, next play. He seems to miss three, four, five games when he gets a concussion. I just have a real sneaking suspicion that this guy is one concussion away from saying, peace, see ya, I'm done. So uh, <laughs> for me in IDP, I'm staying away from Luke Keekley. And actually I'm trading him for Kelvin, uh, Khalil Mack, which is what I did do. But, uh, yeah, stay away from Luke Keekley. Interesting. Uh, well, one of the things that I think uh, – well, a couple things. Let me, let's, let's go back. First of all, I, I'm sorry. You said Mr. McCaffrey, who I, I happen to uh, hold pretty high on my board. Uh, 
Is what size? Exactly. A they have listed at 5'11", 205. Wow. wow. Too small, huh? Yeah. Too small? Too small. So 5'8", 200 is just ridiculous. Could never make it in this league. No. Couldn't make it in the league. Barry Sanders, man. That's terrible. Yeah, Sorry, Barry. Uh, I've heard of him. He played a game well, or two. And wasn't wasn't there another guy, like, even smaller, who played down in North Florida uh, in Jacksonville that was kind of a small guy that lit Sean Merriman's ass up on a blitz once, which is my greatest block that I've ever seen from a running back. Uh, mm-hmm. He was decent. Maurice Jones drew. <laughs> Granted, he's about four times the size he was when he left the NFL now, but still. So, yeah, I love these people. Tell me, tell me, tell me McCaffrey is too small. This Sunday you'll find out all about it. Or should I say next Sunday? Well, like I said, uh, I, I, the kid is – that was one of the most impressive displays. And I get it. He was at the combine. He wasn't facing anybody. He's lucky that – no the, the people there were lucky that nobody was standing there. And, and it, from what I'm hearing, he's making players look like cones in, in the real – in practice and everything else, Okay. He is phenomenal. The kid can cut, he can move, he can break, he can catch. Don't sleep on that kid, really. If you haven't gotten him on your team and you're in a PPR league, go make the trade. It'll be well worth it. It'll be well, well worth it. Anyway, we've given Carolina enough time. Keep moving on. Chicago. Chicago, man. Why do I get stuck with all the shitty teams, it seems like? Chicago's a fun team to talk about. Just traded for Alan Hearns today. Uh, Cameron Meredith out for the year. I mean, come on now. If you don't want to talk about Chicago. They don't even want Victor Cruz. They don't even want Victor Cruz anymore. I don't think anyone wants Victor Cruz anymore. Okay, here. All right. Chicago fans, I love you. Please don't hate me. You do have Jordan Howard. Absolutely fantastic. Okay. Uh, has definitely uh, played more than his fifth round ranking uh, would tell you that he should have. Uh, one of the backups is, to me, no longer Jeremy Langford, but this kid, Tariq Cohen, who they took in the fourth mm-hmm. round. Oh, wow, fourth round back. That's going to make the team. Um, anyway, so with that, sorry, uh, that's just going to piss fifth me round. off. Langford. Or remember, yes. McNichols was That's fifth, right. round. fifth round. round. Fifth round. Shoot me. Oh, all right. So he could have been Jordan friggin' Howard once upon a time. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Anyway, uh, so Cohen is showing that he is really uh, set to take that number two spot. And let me tell you, they, people talk about, you know, don't really grab the cups because they're not going to get the same amount of touches and all that. Let me tell you something. Something happens to Howard. Cohen will get just as many touches. I promise you that. Wide receiver. Yeah. Okay. They lost Meredith. Uh, Kevin White, if he can stay on the field, I couldn't even tell you what he can do. Uh, Kendall Wright is probably one of the more uh, prominent names there now, besides the trade for Alan Hearns. But Alan Hearns Marcus allows Lee. you to move. Uh, well, Alan Hearns will be playing the slot. Okay, that'll leave right on right. the outside and White on the other side. 
and Hearn's uh, playing the slot tells you a lot about Marcus Wheaton and their beliefs in, in him. Anyway, so that'll that'll give you an idea about Chicago. They have a very ant line, fair line at the best. But here's the good thing. Once they get over having to play Glennon and, and literally throwing games away because uh, they'll throw games away like they threw the money away on him, uh, and then play Trubisky, look for Shaheen to go ahead and, and be one of his main targets. You know, uh, it's not just a rookie thing, folks. It's not just a rookie thing. Uh, Trubisky taking number one in the draft, taking number two was this young man named Adam Shaheen. And you know what? Um, He is phenomenal. He is really one of the good pass-catching tight ends. And, again, if you've got a young guy that – and, you know, here's one thing about Shaheen. He's not one of those guys with the good hands that can't block. He is 6'6", 278, folks. He is a friggin' offensive lineman that can catch and run. He ran a 4'7". That's right. just ridiculous for a guy that size. Anyway, so, yeah, all right. Once Trubisky comes in, then then some of the fantasy uh, players that are on Chicago, I'd go ahead with a, a guy like, uh, honestly, Hearns will be a nice slot guy. He'll probably end up being the guy that him and Wright, because like I said, I couldn't tell you on White, but if Trubisky comes in and, and Shaheen's in there, just take Shaheen. Go ahead, grab him now. Stash him if you've got a, a crappy tight end like uh, well, somebody from Buffalo or whatever. Anyway, defensively, JT, do you see anybody that you like uh, to go ahead? And, and, I mean, Trevathan's got a lot of mileage on him. Uh, Freeman's got a lot of mileage on him. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, um, a guy that I like, a guy that I yeah. like, who I think is better suited to play the free safety position, but the Bears mm. haven't played out in corners. Fuller, Kyle Fuller, um, a guy, another guy that seems to, he kind of has that peanut Tillman punch where the guy seems to find a, has a nose for getting that football out, uh, causing those fumbles, you know, depending on what kind of league you're playing in. You know, I know a couple of leagues I play in, those are worth three points himself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, he go up, he'll pick off a few passes, but a guy that is a, He's a, I like to call him a nosy corner. Loves to stick his nose up into that running game, break off his receiver when he thinks it's a run, and try to tattoo the running back. I like the kid's moxie. I like the kid's ability. So he's one of the other, you know, there's a few corners out there that I like in IDP, and he's definitely one. What do you think, second year, Leonard Floyd going to do anything? Leonard Floyd's one of those hybrid pass rushing linebackers that just seem to come in the league that are a dime a dozen. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, I, to on Clowney, another one just like that. You know, is he is he is he, is he put his hand in the dirt and play on the end? Does he stand up and 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 rush off the edge and drop into coverage? Um, to me, he's a guy that isn't consistent enough. He's kind of boom or bust. Uh, more I'm more so towards the latter. Uh, when I look at linebackers, I would lean more towards a middle linebacker like a Trevathan or somebody that I know that's going to be in on every play. 
seeing the kid's got the talent, I just don't think he's in the right situation. I don't like the scheme he's in, and uh, he's somebody I would probably stay away from. Okay. All right. You know, earlier we talked about uh, the impact that McCaffrey could have as a rookie uh, from the running back mm-hmm. position. And, and our next team here uh, with Cincinnati has a running back that mm-hmm. could as well, if he, if he keeps his nose clean, could, could be a guy that makes an impact. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give everybody Cincinnati? Well, yeah, you got to look at a kid like uh, Joe Mixon, second-round pick out of Oklahoma, kid that's an absolute hoss, 6'1", 6'2", 228, depending on where you look. Nice speed and power blend. Honestly, I think the best speed and power blend to come in the league since Adrian Peterson did out of the same school. Uh, but the kid's also a terrific receiver. He can catch the football, soft hands, seems to understand the passing game, seems to understand how to get open. Um, a guy that, to all accounts, has kept his nose clean so far. And honestly, this is where I'm going to get just give me a minute to be a little bit politically incorrect. Why is it that he hit a woman that he dropped in the draft? Aren't we all taught that we're equal? You've got guys that are beating up guys going in the first round, but because he hit a woman, he went in the second round. The point I'm trying to make is the guy should have been a top first-round pick, probably the first running back off the board. Uh, I think he's more talented. I think he's going to have a better career than Leonard Fournette. So when I look at this kid Cincinnati, he's got himself an absolute gem. Surprise, surprise, Jeremy Hill's already banged up. He's a lame duck. He's on the last year of his contract. Gio Bernard is best suited for that Darren Sproles type of role that you and I talked about a couple nights ago. You know, punt return, kick return, pass receiver, change of pace kind of guy. So, I Mixon's going to be an absolute dynamic player for them. Uh, you know, Ross, a lot of people like John Ross uh, out, of, out of Washington because he ran such a fast 40. The guy's got a history of leg issues, and guess what he's got right now? He's questionable for week one with a leg issue. That guy's whole game is dependent upon his speed. He doesn't run the route tree well. He's not a prolific hands catcher. He's a guy that blows the top off the defense, and if he doesn't have that speed, what good is he? So luckily Cincinnati's got a guy like A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and Tyler Eifert to uh, fill in. So lots of weapons on Cincinnati, but uh, my last thought there is avoid Mr. Vontez Perfect, as I said Thursday night. His annual five-game suspension starts right now. Um, Close, three. Oh, they got it down to three this year. Okay. Yeah, They're sleeping. uh... tell you they're sleeping. Yeah, no, they went ahead and uh, three, three games. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you about the Cincinnati offense. If they were smart, yeah, they run the ball through Mixon, okay? Go ahead, line up Green on one side, Boyd, I mean, uh, LaFell on the other. Put Boyd at the slot. I know that's uh, maybe some people aren't going to agree with that. Ross... Leave him as your kick returner, punt returner, because yeah, he is he he he's he's not going to help you on blocking on the edge or anything like that. All right, so really let, use his speed as a weapon in the return game because you don't need him. You know why you don't need him? Because in the fourth round you drafted a guy like Josh Malone who is more than capable of stepping up into one of those spots. He's more than capable of going ahead and taking LaFell's spot so that you can leave Boyd on the outside. More than capable. The kid was very good. He's had a great camp, okay? And and this 
just this past week. Three uh, three catches for 35 yards, playing with the first teamers. So you don't have to go ahead. You've got somebody who has leg issues, having them now. He's a slight kid. Don't take the ch- keep that weapon on the field. You know there there are three sections to a football team. That special teams is just as important as the other two. Put him there. Have you stuck there? This way you're not risking him getting hurt as often. You got Malone. You got plenty of, I'm sorry, you got plenty of weapons. Anyway, that's what I do if I'm with that team. But anyway, also, since uh, John Ross is a liability as far as from the injury standpoint, keep your eye on Josh Malone, folks. I'm going to tell you right now. You'll thank your Uncle Jester later. Yeah, they'll thank Uncle Jester later for that. Uh, I want to see a little bit more out of Tyler Croft. Uh, yeah, yeah, this is going to be – Andy Dalton is a sneaky play this year, folks. Andy Dalton is a sneaky play. Uh, and, I think the guy behind him well, is a sneakier play. I'm sorry? I think the guy McCarran? behind him could end up being a sneakier play, yep. Yeah, well, if, if this team is struggling by the by the by the halfway point, don't be shocked. The rating's on the wall for Marvin Lewis, so don't be shocked if we don't see a, a quarterback change if Andy Dalton struggles in the first half. The only way Dalton struggles in the first half, okay, is if Mixon struggles running the ball, because if Mixon does what Mixon should do, Andy Dalton isn't going to have to be throwing a lot of third and longs. Right. He'll be able to kind of Trent Dilfer things. He needs a Jamal Lewis, doesn't he? Just saying. Every every quarterback does. Every quarterback does. Well, Rodney, and, and this kid is that person. <laughs> so, it'll be interesting. It's going to be a fun time in Cincinnati this year, folks. Fun time. They've got weapons. They've got some more weapons there, and uh, it's going to be fun times there. Cleveland is another one that is it's going to be a little bit they're going to have a good time they're going to have a good time as they're building this because you know what I think JT they're starting to feel like they can turn the corner well yeah and look at the addition today I love Sammy Coates addition they made today to throw that in there I think Sammy Coates can do something in that offense it's a good addition for them so they're starting to, that's what I'm saying you got Corey Coleman, you got Kenny Britt, now you got Coates. You put together, you, all right, let's get the line a little bit more stout. You've got a couple of solid running backs. Now you got Deshaun Kaiser where, you know, he's going to extend plays. Stay then you put Joker. together, you're starting to put together a defense, starting to see early, early uh, what's going to be Miles Garrett in the league, folks. And he won't even be the best rookie they drafted. You think that'll be Peppers? I think I looked at Peppers the other night. Just to, look at the look at the play he made in the Tampa game in the red zone on the uh, interception. The guy's just got the instinct. He's a big play waiting to happen. Um, Greg Williams is going to find all kinds of ways to use him. And then on top of that, one of the most underrated IDP players in the NFL, in Christian Kirksey at linebacker, uh, <laughs> whether you're talking fantasy football or you want to talk NFL football, 
This guy is an absolute stud to be. I think he's already won. He's only going to get better. There's some good young talent uh, north of the Cuyahoga there. Nice. It, it, like I said, building a little excitement between the uh, – all right. Let me ask you something real quick. I didn't want to get into predictions for teams, but just real quick, just on this team. Six, seven wins? Six wins? I'm saying – I would say five to seven wins is safe. Okay. I'm thinking that they're on, going to surprise a lot of people. Right. They're playing their asses off in the won't. preseason, all of them, the whole damn team. They've, the first stringers against learned. first stringers are doing well. Yeah, they've learned how to compete. Hugh Jackson, who I still think is one of the best coaches in the NFL, has teaching these guys how to compete and not settle for mediocrity. So, uh, nice. we'll see. All right. Folks, we're going to go ahead and start speeding this up a little bit because we got teams to get through and a season coming. So, Dallas. Dallas, uh, what can I say? Real quick, I gave everybody Dak Prescott the other night. You know, he had 3,667 yards in his rookie year, 23 touchdowns, four interceptions. And people are saying how he's going to regress. And I keep asking, what? What is he going to regress His college numbers, his last year in college, were identical to his first year in the pros, folks. 29 touchdowns, five interceptions, 3,700 yards. I mean, identical. So I don't know how much he's going to regress and what he's going to regress to his former self in an offense that did not change one person. They are all working together as a unit again this year. All the adjustments and everything that have been made in team meetings, they have all worked on together. You don't understand. You talk about having a five-man unit on, say, an offensive line. And if you can keep a five-man unit from one year to the second year, they talk about what a difference the cohesion makes on a five-man unit. Now, imagine what it's going to make on an 11-man unit. Now, I hate saying this because I'm a Giant fan, for those of you who are new, but it's the truth. Same I'm unit. glad we decided to speed this up. I thought that was good. That was about as fast as I was yeah. making that one. Yeah, that was. I have one thing to say. IDP, Jalen Smith, yeah. the second-year linebacker out of Notre Dame, now thrust into the starting middle linebacker position with the injuries that the Cowboys have had on defense. Look for this kid to shine. Keep an eye on him. Okay. Denver? Denver's a mess. Um, Denver's a mess. It's easy. It's a Denver in a nutshell. Paxton Lynch is going to miss at least the first five games, so we at least have five weeks of Trevor Simeon. Um, he's a game manager. They are going to try to run the football. And have that. What about Brock Osweiler? That they have. What about Brock There's Osweiler? no reason to mention Brock Osweiler. Why, why would we even mention? Why don't you mention Geno Smith? It's the same thing. So, anyway, as I was saying, it's Trevor Simeon's team for the first five weeks. They're going to try to run the football. It's going to be C.J. Anderson, Jamal Charles, Devontae Booker, uh, Henderson. You're going to see these kids run the football. They're going to throw the ball a little bit. They're going to lean on that defense, which is a top three, top four IDP, uh, or excuse me, team defense with several IDP players. 
Um, Fantasy-wise, I'm staying away from Denver Broncos. There's really not much there really to look at. Demarius Thomas, Manuel Sanders are still solid, but they're not the big names they used to be. Okay. Nobody, and you say the uh, no, you're taking the defense though. There's a bunch of players on defense, defense to take. Yeah, I love the oh, okay. uh, team defense. IDP. They've got you know Brandon Marshall, uh, Keith Talib, um, you know Chris Harris Jr., Von Miller, they, Wolf. They've lots of solid, solid IDP players and a really nice team defense. Their schedule could be a little tough when you got to see Casey and Oakland twice. So, uh, but all in all. I still think they're a top four team defense. All right. Moving right along, Detroit Lions, folks. Oh, I'm oh sorry. I got Detroit? you on that one. Oh, oh yeah. Well, it here two in a row. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Two in a row. Oh, you, uh, no, you he just doesn't want to talk Detroit. He wants to talk Green Bay, guys. He wants, to, he wants the sexy talk. He wants to leave me for Motown. So uh, we'll give him what he wants. It's his show. Uh, Golden Tate. I'll let you tell Motown that they're second in your eyes. 90-plus catch guy, 1,100-yard guy. Matthew Stafford got paid. The guy to look at on this team is running back Theo Riddick. uh, Completely undervalued running back. He catches the ball. He runs the ball. Not enough people are giving this kid the credit he deserves. I know Amir Abdullah will see what he has coming back this year. Career 4.8 yards per carry and limited action. Guy can take it to the house if he gets loose. Uh, they should at least be fun to watch on offense. Defensively, we've already talked about it. You know, solid middle linebacker that you like, uh, uh, rookie linebacker, liability and pass coverage. Looking at their defense overall, I'd probably say 15 to 20 rank on team defense. But uh, all in all, Kenny Galladay is a guy to stash. Definitely like Golden Tate in that receiving core. So, Marvin Jones, some nice weapons. Go ahead and okay. Green Bay. I Sounds knew you were waiting for this one. No, I'm good. Everybody knows Green Bay. I mean, if you don't know to take Aaron Rodgers at this point, if you don't know to take Jordy <laughs> Nelson or, or Randall Cobb or, or Devontae Adams, okay, something's wrong with you. They added Martellus Bennett, okay, mm-hmm. one of the fantastic pass-catching uh, mm-hmm. tight ends to only help right. Rodgers even more. Okay, so um, pretty much the only thing that's leaving me on offense is the idea that Jamal Williams has looked good and will probably take over for Ty Montgomery, who has sickle cell and will probably be more of a pass-catching running back and also working out of the slot area back to his wide receiver roots. And uh, also, go ahead, if you're going to have Jamal Williams, stash yourself some Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones uh, is going to threaten this. Uh, he went to uh, he rushed for 1,800 yards at UTEP. Okay, now moving over to defense as far as IDP, you know what? Stay the hell away. Other than uh, Haha Clinton Dix. Next up, we've got Houston. Houston, yeah, Houston Texans. Uh, you know, to bring back a, a favorite segment from last year, Kings Ransom or Fool's Gold. Texans have one of the biggest Fool's Gold players in fantasy football, in my opinion, in Lamar Miller a guy that's been given the opportunity to be a lead dog two years in a row, one in Miami, one in Houston, and just really haven't, hasn't been able to grab that, that ring or that ball and run with it. I think hometown kid, Mr. Football in the state of Texas, the award winner for the best running back in the nation in college last year, and Deonta Foreman, who's a hoss. He's a thick, powerful, fast running back, is going to take that job from Lamar Miller. 
maybe the quarter point, halfway point at the latest. Um, this is a kid to have. If you have Lamar Miller, you damn well better have Deontay Foreman uh, sitting on your bench along with him. The receiver core, DeAndre Hopkins, throw out last year's numbers. The guy is not – that's not that guy. If you pass on that guy for one bad year, you're missing the boat. This guy's a top five, top six wide receiver. Tom Savage won't be there long. I think Deshaun Watson's starting by week four, if not sooner. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is still somebody I'm going after. Flip side, look at the defense. Brian Cushing is a guy that's ultra-talented but also ultra-injury-prone, somebody I'm going to stay away from. Jadavion Clowney's an absolute bust. Stay away from this kid. But J.J. Watt, he's J.J. Watt. The guy is still going to get you 15-plus sacks, still going to make 60 tackles. Uh, you're looking at defensive lineman in IDP. This is the guy second on my list behind Khalil Mack. Okay, fantastic. Not even going to try and add anything to that. Next up, folks, on the list is Indianapolis. Indianapolis went ahead and made a trade today for Jacoby Brissett. They went ahead and sent over Philip, Philip Dorsett. Well, here's what it tells you. Here's what this trade tells you, okay? As they take Andrew Luck off the pup list, okay, they're still going to start Scott Tolzien week one. Week two, if he's ready, which he should be, will be Andrew Luck. Worst case, it's going to be game three. What that trade tells you about and going out and getting Jacoby Brissett, they are not sure Andrew Luck is going to last. That is their insurance policy. That's what that tells you. They, they took him off the pup list. Okay, so apparently they, he's going to be back inside that six-game window. So I'm saying by maybe not week two, but probably by week three, and they'll go from there. But obviously, there's something there telling telling the Colts that maybe we need to go out and get somebody else because they see something about luck. I just think it's very telling. Uh, Doyle tight end. There's a sneaky play at the uh, closer to the end of your draft. Jack Doyle, grab him. He's definitely on the rise. He was starting to get more targets and, and more comfortable when Dwayne Allen was there. Dwayne Allen is gone. Nobody literally is in his way for any like, any of it. Okay, maybe swoop. Um, and then, like I said, out on the outside, you got T.Y. Hilton and uh, Dante Moncrief, and that'll all be <laughs> roll the dice. Depends on who's playing quarterback. Frank Gore still ticking. Don't know how. Don't know why. Don't think he's going to make it a whole year. Marlon Mack, the guy who just really the, the, the draft the draft outlook on him was that he has ball bearings for hips. That is one thing you definitely want to hear because you can't teach that. Over on defense, I got to be honest with you, folks. I'm not trying to be a wise ass. If you're taking anybody First on this time. team, you're a schmuck. Go ahead. Um, uh, Jacksonville, I get stuck with it. Listen, here, I want to jump in the Jags pool and drown myself every time I have to cover the Jags lately. But oh, you know what, folks? the Jags, and you have to worry about it. I got you on the Jags. <laughs> you want to cover I got them? Go this. ahead. This is easy. This is easy. Go ahead. Look at the Jags. You look at a team that Doug Marone, you look at a guy that has, anytime this guy's been a head coach, he's, led the NFL in rushing attempts. That's exactly what you're going to see this year. You're going to see a lot of Leonard Fournette, Chris Ivory, uh, T.J. Yeldon, Mr. Grant. You're going to see a lot of running from them. The trade of Allen Hearns signifies one thing. 
Mr. D.D. Westbrook is moving up the charts fast. Stock up on this rookie out of Oklahoma, the Bolitnikoff winner for the top wide receiver in the nation last year. Uh, and look for this kid tonight. Maybe he starts next to Robinson. Does he jump Marquise Lee? I think he's already a better player than Lee is, so that could be an interesting look there. Uh, Leonard Fournette, a lot of people were into this guy. I passed on him in my dynasty leagues. That ankle concerns me. The foot concerns me. And the fact that he's not going to have much of a passing game to help him. Blake Bortles, give this kid some time. Maybe Jacksonville wins seven games. But that defense, top three, top two team defense, in my opinion. Two really nice young corners. Unbelievable front seven. Uh, this is a team, as far as defensively, I'm definitely going to watch. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Good one. Um, moving along to KC. KC, Alex Smith, starting quarterback all season. More than likely, folks. Remember one thing. He's serviceable. Serviceable means that he yes. can get through the season and give you a winning season. There is no rush from Mahomes to come in. While electric, he's erratic. And erratic does not win. Steady wins, as shown by Alex Smith. While not flashy, he is steady. So what they'll do is they'll keep running him until Mahomes feels more confident or something happens to Smith because you've got way too talented of a team. So now for all those people that are pushing Kareem Hunt up their draft boards, keep pushing. Keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. You see how he's taken in the third round in the real draft? That's how he should be taken now in drafts, folks. Because let me tell you something. Andy Reid knows his running backs, period. Never never made a mistake in my eyes yet. Outside, they've got some great speed. Tariq Hill, Chris Conley, uh, Albert Wilson, DeAnthony Thomas. The only problem is... Captain Checkdown. So it's going to be they're going to have to create their own yards uh, on short throws from there until Mahomes does come in. Defensively, defensively, it's pretty good defense. You know, it's pretty stout defense, guys. And, of course, you want, you're looking at a guy like Derek Johnson in the middle and all that. But I'm going to tell you right now, you go it's still solid back there is Eric Berry at strong safety. And uh, that pretty much is it. Tom Bali is going to be on the pup. So it's going to leave the do- door open for uh, D Ford to maybe finally do something. Mm, nice. um, other than that, yeah, no, I mean, other than that, Justin Houston is the guy to own pretty much uh, on that defense. That's the way I see give, it, uh, JT. And give Reggie, give yeah. Reggie Raglan a look, the guy they just traded for from Buffalo who's perfect for a 3-4 linebacker, yeah. uh, linebacker scheme. And I have a you feeling like him, this yeah. kid that studded Alabama, and I think he's going to be a stud in that defense. Huh. All right. All right. There's a guy to keep an eye on. JT says so, folks. Keep an eye on him for sure. And uh, speaking of JT, let's go to his team, Miami Dolphins. Miami is pretty easy. I'll give you the quick synopsis. Jay Cutler, in my opinion, an upgrade because <laughs> he'll push the ball down the field, keep the safeties honest. I think Devontae Parker is your stock-up guy here. You've got Jarvis Landry muddled in a contract situation. Now there's trade rumors that he's going to be gone by the trade deadline midseason. That's got to affect this kid at this point. He also doesn't really run the type of routes that Jay Cutler seems most comfortable or most favorable to throw to. Now let's flesh to the running back position. Jay Ajayi is working ahead of Damian Williams and Kenyon Drake as the receiving back. So now we're talking about a true three-down back. We saw what Matt Forte did with Jay Cutler in Chicago. I think we can see very similar receiving numbers, 
but better rushing numbers. Tight end position, you had Julius Thomas, two years with Adam Gase in Denver, 24 touchdowns. You bring a guy like Anthony Fasano in, who's a glue type of player in that locker room, who will be a team leader, a nice number two tight end, and a guy to help that offense kind of mature a little bit. Defensively, it all it all hinges on the secondary in Miami. If Byron Toast Maxwell can get his head out of his ass long enough to cover somebody, we may have a shot. Otherwise, I have a feeling it's going to be a long year defensively for Miami. Player to watch. I like Kiko Alonso, a guy that can put up quite a few tackles. He'll get you a few sacks, get you a few turnovers. Nice IDP play. Team defense for Miami. I have them in the 20s. Nice. Nice. Uh, moving right along, folks. We got to go. We got to go. Keep moving. We've got Minnesota. What can I say? Dalvin Cook going to be possibly rookie of the year. Possibly rookie of, of the year. He's had over 1,600 yards in the last two years straight. 1,600 and uh, 1,700. 19 TDs. You know, he's special. A little watch off the field. But listen, Think Edger and James when you, when you when you think of this kid. Okay, that's what okay. I, that's what I see. That's what I, that's definitely what I see. So you know, uh, listen. The problem is is that there's currently offensive line not one guy that they drafted. Not one of their guys on the offensive line is a guy that they drafted. Uh, I, I don't understand that. You got to have your men working the hogs up front, if you will. Kyle Rudolph, a nice tight end play. Uh, because believe it or not, you know, Bradford was serviceable enough, and he's going to have the reins. We all know uh, Bridgewater's popped right now and uh, still having problems there. But, no, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook could be one of those guys. I'm telling you, I'm calling for four rookies to end up 1,000-yard rushes. Dalvin Cook will be one of them. Stephon Diggs and Thielen are both nice plays, uh, good hands guys, good speed guys. And don't forget, you still have a Quan Treadwell last year's number one pick uh, overall, uh, number one pick, uh, uh, first-round pick from last year uh, that could probably step up and uh, hopefully feel a little bit more comfortable in that offense. Defensively, you know, I like a guy like Trey Waynes on the corner. Actually, I like pretty much the whole damn secondary. I like the whole defense. Uh, as far as, as uh, defense as a whole, I'm taking them. As far as IDP guys, I mean, you go down the line, it, it, you look at the, the defensive line, um, you can go get yourself uh, uh, Linville Joseph uh, at the nose tackle going to make some plays for you. Uh, linebacker, Floyd. Anthony Barr, Everson Griffin, uh, yeah. Kendricks, uh, Griffin. Yeah, I mean, literally, it's the whole defense practically that's a great yeah. place. Harrison Smith, a free safety. You know, I mean, it's just a fantastic defense. Moving right along, uh, unless you had something to throw in there on Minnesota. Nope. I love that. New I love England, what you had to say there. I think, yeah, New England. Yeah. Wow, New England. No, one of the most high-powered say? teams. One, I'll go say, looking at in Minnesota, I like your Laquan Treadwell talk. I, I have a feeling this kid could end up being the number two receiver by the year uh, end of the year. Um, New England, one of the most high-powered offenses in NFL history. One of the worst fantasy offenses for you to try to take a player from. It's like Bill Belichick has no rhyme or reason to what he's doing in any way, shape, or form. I will never take a New England running back. Yes, you can give me LeGarrette Blount with 18 touchdowns last year, over 1,000 yards. 
that comes along about as often as the eclipse. That's 38 years, Deion, to die, not every year. Um, Tom Brady, I'll take Tom Brady anytime. That's the one player. You give me Tom Brady, I'll be happy anytime. Number one or number two fantasy quarterback overall. Receiving, Edelman's gone. They added Dorsett, as the Jester mentioned earlier today, who far be it for me to disagree with Bill Belichick, but I don't see what in the hell Dorsett gives them. Maybe a return man. The guy drops everything. He can't run a route. Uh, Brandon Cooks is a hot ad this year. I want to see if Austin Carr makes this team or if that's been announced yet. I know he was on the bubble, but I know that's somebody you were high on as well. Malcolm Mitchell. Gronkowski, I'm not touching him. The guy's had three herniated discs, back, uh, back surgeries. I'm not touching him. Dwayne Allen's the guy to have. Put him on your roster. Wait a few weeks. They use two tight ends anyway, so he's going to be relevant to begin with. I have a feeling he could pay huge dividends uh, as the season progresses. Defensively, New England's littered with guys you want to look at on IDP. It just seems to have guys left and right. Uh, Donta Hightower is probably my favorite one. Guy that can put up <laughs> tackles, force fumbles, interceptions. The guy plays all over the field. One of my more, uh, probably one of the more exciting players to actually just sit down and watch play defense. Uh, defensive line, they seem to all contribute. Team defense is where I like New England. I have them in the 8, 9, 10 range. So definitely someone to look at there. Uh, and avoid Steven Goskowski this year. I know we don't talk about kickers very often, but yes, kickers are people too, as Rich Eisen loves to point out. But Surely. let's look at this guy over the last couple of years. He's star, he's trending down. This guy, kickers seem to go through that, kind of like your Stephen House kids. They do great for several years, and then all of a sudden they kind of start to disappear. Adam Vinatieri's of the world are few and far between. Uh, but, yes, New England, I'm staying away from everyone, but Tom Brady, Dwayne Allen, to be honest with you. All right. Uh, I, just real quick before we move on, I, I have to make a point because I, ha- I wasn't able to make it uh, live last night about Rob Gronkowski and why I don't have him number one overall on my draft board. Is he a number one talent? Yes, of course he yes. is. But to ignore – listen, when, when figuring uh, – and betting, because I do this for money – I look at everything. I look at how fast somebody is, if they've lost uh, time on their 40. Uh, I look at, you know, every bit. If I could find out, okay, if the guy had sex the night before, okay, I'd take that into consideration as far as who I play each week. Every bit of information that I can get, I have to pay attention to. When the guy's career was in jeopardy, when everybody thought, hey, this could be it last year, third back surgery, okay? This started in college, folks. And the area where it is, the L5, the L6, the S1 area, okay, it's all joined. It's a continuation area. And the first part that got hurt is the part now that just had the third surgery, and it's, a, it's a, a continuing weakness. Now, not from me, because I'm just some schmuck with a blue beard, okay? But the former New England Patriots team doctor up until 2014, he is currently the head of the Boston Sports Medical uh, Center up there in Massachusetts, said, I've never seen somebody play like this before. 
Not saying that somebody hasn't, but I have never seen it, and there's no way that you can expect a chronic injury to last. I have no way to tell you how long it's going to last. Like I said, don't listen to me. Listen to the medical expert when you make, and if you're having to listen to medical experts about a guy you're picking, that should be your first sign to stay away from him. Especially when there's other, like Kelsey is out there or, or an Olsen is out there, where you don't have to take that unnecessary risk when you're betting money. Right. Anyway, sorry, I had to now, get Jeff, that one out. No, that's hey, the building. I, you, good point. Now, I'm going to have you take the next two because we've got New Orleans and then some team in the NFC East up north. So uh, jump in. Cool, thanks. Uh, folks, you might have heard of Drew Brees, okay, and there's no reason to him. not hear of him again. Uh, absolutely fantastic quarterback. Going to be throwing to Michael Thomas probably. Uh, Michael Thomas will be a top five play this year. Uh, I could definitely see that happening. Willie Sneed, a nice second there. Uh, Ted Ginn now in the mix. Pardon me? Don't forget, Willie Sneed. Uh, Sneed suspended for three games. True, true. Well, uh, and then also Brandon Coleman, all right, is a nice little right. ad there that they that they have there. Uh, Kobe Fleener, what's going to happen with Kobe? Can he step up in this offense to the tight end that when you think of Kobe Fleener and, and, and his attributes that he has, you would think he would have better numbers in this offense. Will he show that this year? I, I'm I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I, I'm okay. going to say Kobe Fleener is a sneaky play this year. Believe it or not, if Kobe, if, if a tight end on a New Orleans offense with Drew Brees <laughs> can be a sneaky play at Sleeper, this point, right? Yeah, you know. Um, now, Jeff, then you look at Ingram. He's going to get the ball. Well, before, he's going to have. Before he's you hit going to be the cha- change it back. I'm sorry. Before you hit those running backs, real quick. A yeah. lot of reports are saying that Ted Ginn actually beat Willie Sneed out for that number two job before the suspension was announced. So Ted Ginn nice. might be a real sneaky late-round pick for people because no one's thinking about that. But uh, please continue on the running back. And you know what? That is true because let me tell you, if he's taking over that number two spot, you know, he's got the quarterback that can – everybody talks about, oh, Cutler can throw it deep. You know what? The little guy from New Orleans can throw it pretty well, too, folks. I hate to yes, tell you. <laughs> Going over to the defensive side, Cameron Jordan, okay, up front. Even Sheldon Rankins is a nice play. Uh, uh, admit, uh, linebacker, okay. Tell you what, I really do like Stephon Anthony, folks. Go ahead and grab uh-huh. him. Vaccaro's solid at, at uh, strong safety. He's an okay play. He doesn't get a lot of turnovers, to be honest with you. Not as many as I would like. Um, so, honestly, the way I look at it, maybe Marshawn Lattimore this year will be a, a good play because they're going okay. to try that kid, and that's going to be a mistake. I got one other thing to throw in there. Uh, the other safety, Vaughn Bell. Guy that showed in yeah. knack for, for finding turnovers last year. Uh, I think he's going to play a bigger role on that defense this year. So if you're sitting there late and you need a defensive back in your draft and some of the bigger names are off the board, keep an eye on Vaughn Bell. Uh, the only reason why I, mean, I didn't I'm, give Bell, you know why I didn't give Bell? 
What's they wanted they draft. They, I think they saw something in Bell, or maybe they're going to switch him over to strong safety, uh, but I don't think so. Uh, why did they draft Marcus Williams in the second round if they were that happy with Bell? That's I, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? So could be well, interesting. You look at the solid, solid defense they play, though, this year. You look at they're playing kind of three-safety defense because one of those safeties, whether it be Vaccaro, Bell, Williams are going to be up in the box pretty much all time to give them a little more lateral quickness uh, yeah. against the running game. So I, I think they're going to be a fun defense to watch. Cool, cool. Sounds good. Good stuff, guys. Good stuff. Nah, we're doing all right. Moving along. Um, I, I know this team. I've heard of them. The New York Giants. Okay. Um, Eli going to have a breakout year finally. And uh, <laughs> uh, honestly, folks, uh, I haven't heard a damn thing about Beckham missing the first game, folks. Haven't heard a damn thing. Just letting everybody know. I'll keep you informed as far as I know. I do have a couple of people over there. Uh, and speaking of that, uh, go ahead, Stash Goldman now. Stash Goldman now. He's the type of runner that can succeed in that messed up. See, I almost cursed. I almost said a real bad word. That messed up system uh, of uh of uh, oh, I almost said another bad word. McAdoo, um, boy, I I can curse a storm on my poor team. Uh, and, and let me tell you, it should be a successful offense. Should be. I, I I'll, I'll wait till I see it. Ingram, again, he likes going to the tight end. I don't see why not. He's a good stash player. Hold on to him. Uh, here's where here's where he comes into play. Should something happen with Odell? whether injury-related or stupidity-related, okay, that's when you really want to go ahead and make sure you have Ingram on your team. I'm going to tell you right now, folks. This way that keeps – because they're going to go ahead at that point. If, if Beckham, Remember this. If Beckham ever goes down, why you want Ingram? Because everybody's going to go, well, we'll cover Brandon Marshall in the end zone because he's their red zone target, and you still have to cover Ingram. So I'm going to tell you right now if that, ha- if that goes on. As far as defensively, the friggin' number one defense uh, uh, for points against last year. And I, I, I can't say anything because it, it sounds unfair, but you know what? Honestly, here's going to be – I'm going to give you a name, okay, and people are going to laugh because it's not Landon Collins. I lo- obviously, I love me some Landon Collins, okay? Number one safety in the league. JT, arguably number one safety in the league? Yeah, or am I being arguably. a homer on that one? No, no. He is, there's no argument about it. The guy's the number one IDP uh, defensive back and probably the number one safety overall period in the NFL. I have a guy that you can go ahead. If you play IDP and you're looking for a linebacker, B.J. Goodson. Remember Uncle Jester said that name. The kid has a motor that doesn't quit. I'm telling you right now, you want to talk about that old-fashioned, hard-hitting type of middle linebacker? B.J. Goodson, folks. Stash that one away. Thank Justin later. Um, but yes, if I'm going to own a running back on this team, I'm going to go ahead and get Perkins just in case the kid follows through with how he ended the season because he didn't flash too much until the end. Um, go ahead and get yourself a Goldman. Solid, solid play, I'm going to tell you right now. JT, go ahead, move it along. You can get the Jets. 
I thought we were doing NFL here, not CFL. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Here, Jets. The, uh, where's Fireman Ed when I need him? Uh, this team is a disarray. Talk about a team that's already packed it in, looking forward to next season. Uh, Josh McCown will be your, probably your opening day starting quarterback in theory. How long he's going to last, I have no idea. I think we're going to see Christian Hackenberg at the latest by week four or five. I don't really think the Jets have any intention of winning this season in any way, shape, or form. They do have a couple of standout players, in my opinion, though. I'm one of the people that love Bilal Powell. Uh, top three fantasy running back over his last four starts last season when he was given the opportunity. He's a dual-threat receiver. He's a younger, younger, quicker version of Matt Forte. Think of Forte when he was with the Bears. Just a little quicker than him, but the same type of player. Uh, a couple of interesting weapons on the outside. The rookie out of Alabama, Darius Stewart. Problem is, who's going to get him the football? A uh, kid that was drafted last year out of Clemson, seventh-round pick, Sharon Peaks. The guy has speed to burn. Uh, he's a little bit of a little bit of a project, but if you're looking for something as a Jets fan, keep an eye on this guy. He's going to get lots of opportunities this year because, again, let's be honest, they're really not trying to win many games. They just traded Sheldon Richardson, who at mm-hmm. one point I believe was supposedly the leader of their defense. I understand he has a problem with the – he can't drive 55. I, I get that. Uh, you know, listen to Sammy Hagar. Up to Seattle where, watch, the guy's going to turn into a superstar. Jermaine Curse comes down to uh, – or over to New York Jets. Again, it's a muddled situation. Quincy Anun was a possession receiver. He's not an explosive guy. So uh, – I'm avoiding a lot of the Jets players. Austin Safarian Jenkins is going to serve a suspension. I think Eric Tomlinson is going to be your tight end for the first couple of weeks. So, all in all, avoid the Jets offensively. And, unfortunately, by the looks of what they've got left on defense, Jamal Adams is about the only one I'm taking in the IDP leagues. Uh, when I look at overall team defense, you're playing the Patriots, the Dolphins offense, and I think the Bills offense is going to be more explosive than people realize. Don't mm-hmm. touch them. Stay away. Yeah, I'm not gonna argue. I'm not even gonna, I don't even know why we covered them. Honestly, I'm not even gonna waste my breath. I'm gonna move right on to Oakland though. Everybody knows Derek Carr. Everybody uh, saw he didn't make it the whole season last year. Don't expect that to be a regular thing, okay? I, I think they'll go ahead and try and make sure they uh, keep him mindful of how many hits and stuff like that he takes over the season, so he doesn't get worn down. Marshawn Lynch, uh, let me explain the running back situation. Just stay up. Stay away from the whole running back field. I'm going to tell you why. Last year, they had Latavius Murray. They had a guy who was young, could handle a load, okay, but yet they didn't let him handle all the load. They split it up between Jalen Richard and DeAndre Washington, okay. Now, what do you think they're going to do with Marshawn Lynch? They're going to limit his carries, Okay, you're going to see a lot of Jalen Richard. You're going to see DeAndre Washington. And they're going to make time for this kid, Elijah Hood, who's doing pretty well, considering his seventh-round pick. All right, so stay the hell away from the – pardon me? Oh, I'm sorry, kid out of North Carolina. I like Elijah Hood. Yeah, but I'm just saying, so overall, okay – Stay away from that. You're not getting anybody dominating. You know, it's like getting a bunch of handcuffs. Uh, over a tight end, okay, uh, Clive Walford has shown absolutely nothing uh, of what made them take them take him in the third round. So they went out and overpaid for Jared Cook, who is yet to perform to expectations. So it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that group. Again, so I'm staying away from the tight end group. 
So the only thing I've got so far is a quarterback and a bunch of wide receivers, though. Michael Crabtree, Amari Cooper. They added Cordero Patterson, which I think is going to be dynamite. Uh, I don't think he had the proper quarterback to get the ball to him uh, in Minnesota. And uh, hopefully a little maturity and a better quarterback. You might see that kid light it up this year in Oakland. As far as the defense goes, I mean, come on. You gotta, how can you start anywhere but with Khalil Mack, one of the more dominant players in the league? Uh, I just absolutely love the guy and uh, is completely your IDP uh, monster uh, for all of you, especially if uh, they have a dual designation on him. For sure you want to pick him up. I, I happen to like Carl Joseph uh, at strong safety. Reggie Nelson's always solid there. Uh, older guy. Going to hold it down back there for a little while yet. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Conley now. Uh, on the corner, how, how fast he takes over that corner, if he's going to start out on the corner, um, and which side, you know. Uh, so it'll be interesting there. He's a good play, just a rookie. You might, it, it's a roll of the dice if you want to play him. So pretty much the only one on defense I'm taking is Khalil Mack, folks, as a steady. JT? Philly? Oh. Philly? Philly, yeah. Let's, let's move on to these uh... – Fly Eagles fly here. Carson Wentz, one of the more young, exciting quarterbacks in the NFL. Kid that spent his entire offseason doing his Peyton Manning imitation, doing nothing but studying, studying, studying. Mm-hmm. Had laser correcting surgery in the offseason. Little things like that this kid is doing to make himself the best player he can be. I'm going to jump over the running backs. I'll come back to them. I like this wide receiver situation. Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, who's extremely underappreciated, undervalued, in my opinion. The guy was in a wasteland in San Francisco without a quarterback. You saw what the kid did with Joe Flacco when he was in Baltimore, and now he's got his best quarterback of his NFL career, in my opinion, in Carson Wentz. The guy's a, a home run waiting to happen. But I want to talk about two kids they drafted this year, a six foot four, 220-pound yes. receiver named Mac Hollins. The kid yes. can also run. I like him. They also took a kid uh, in the fifth round, Shelton Gibson, a kid that was probably the most vertically explosive player outside of John Ross in this draft. That's pretty much all his game, but he's a guy that can blow the cover off the defense, a guy that can get deep, and Wentz is not afraid to cut it loose by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Zach Ertz, a guy that should be looked at as a top-10 fantasy tight end, but for some reason gets overlooked. I think him and Wentz made a nice, uh, had a nice report towards the end of the year last year. Now the running back situation. LeGarrette Blunt, Donnell Pumphrey, Chris Clement, Darren Sproles, Wendell Smallwood. Uh, I don't know who's going to get the ball. I don't know what Doug Peterson's going to do. If you ask me, and this is just an opinion, I think at this point LeGarrette Blunt's going to get your goal line touches. I think he's going to be your, your, your main back, if you will. But Darren Sproles, I think Darren Sproles is still Darren Sproles, the guy that's going to catch 50, 60 balls out of the backfield, get an occasional running play. If you're in a league that that values punt and kick returns, I think you'll get some yardage there. I like Clement. I think Clement's the future there. Uh, Danelle Pumphrey has come into camp with some sort of sense of entitlement, hasn't seemed to take this seriously. Uh, Hopefully he can pull his head out of his backside and figure it out because the kid is seriously talented. But at this stage, at this situation, I'm going to stay away from him. Flip to the defense, one of my favorite middle linebackers in the NFL, Jordan Hicks. Uh, I think this kid's got a bright, bright, 
bright future in the NFL, great IDP play, uh, and he's somebody that I'm looking at as far as my leagues go. Team defense overall, people forget, extremely young defense, was the number one scoring against defense through the first eight weeks of the season last year. They fell off a little bit. I have a feeling a few additions, another year older, you can see this team be a top five points against defense, and uh, that's where I draft them. Nice. Nice. I have to agree with you uh, on Hollins. Uh, I really happen to like the kid, and, and especially when you can go ahead, be the same size as Kelvin Benjamin, same size as Kelvin Benjamin, Okay, mm-hmm. but faster right. by a half a second. By a half a second. Right. Benjamin 4.6, this kid 4.5. That's ridiculous for that size. So, yeah, that's mm-hmm. somebody definitely to watch on. Good stuff, good person to draft. And one thing about their tight end situation, guys, you know, Zach Ertz is a starter, okay? If he goes down, Brent Selleck isn't the guy to watch for. They've got a guy. Pardon me? Oh, I'm agreeing with you. The guy can start for half the teams in the NFL. Uh, they've got a guy other than Brent Selleck, though. I'm going to tell you right now, their third stringer can start on a bunch of teams. Trey Burton is really solid. He grabs – I'm telling you, watch the film on this kid last year, okay? And, and he, he catches the clutch ball. I mean, he's got good hands, oh, yeah. good blocker. Solid young men, and there were times last year he was ahead of Selleck on the depth chart. So it's somebody to watch if something happens to Ertz. And again, what I expect to be a pretty high-powered offense. Pittsburgh, those Steelers. You know, everybody asks me, do you take Ben Roethlisberger? Do you take Ben Roethlisberger? No. But I stashed the hell out of Joshua Dobbs. That's what I do. Le'Veon Bell, do I take him? I stay away from him. Injuries, personal stuff. Uh, JT has gone ahead and and in other shows and in other areas mentioned James Conner. He's a kid that you go ahead and stash because, yeah, Bell just never seems to be there either the whole season for one reason or another. They went out and got Vance McDonald, which is pretty telling at the tight end position. Say goodbye to Grimble at this point. Uh, and that moves Jesse James back. Where uh, It'll be interesting. I think he's, a, he's a, another sneaky player tight end. You start to see tight end being used more, and a, and a couple of these guys really coming into play on an offense. And when you're speaking of the Pittsburgh offense, can you say anything other than Antonio Brown? Really? Not really. Uh, and obviously, here's the problem. Here's somebody that is equally as talented in my eyes, and I know I'll probably catch a lot of flack uh, for that with a lot of people, but it's true. If he could only clean up his act, Martavis Bryant is really just a phenomenal talent, folks. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see if he can go ahead and uh, and, and actually follow through uh, on it. Uh, they went out in the second round uh, and got Juju uh, uh, Smith-Schuster, a great pickup there. And, again, not getting a lot of love in, in a lot of uh, places, I'm going to tell you, somebody to go ahead and keep an eye on because you never know what's going to happen with Martinez Bryant. Moving on to the defense. Defense, they went ahead and 
you know, now all of a sudden they've got a defense that around the old man, James Harrison, that's starting to look like the old Steeler defense, okay? Cameron Hayward up front, okay? They they got uh, Stephon Tude up front, uh, Hargrave. Now oh, they put Dupree uh, with them, and they put Shazier with them, okay? Now they've added Joe Hayden on the back, uh, and you got Artie Burns on, on the other court. Starting to put together that Pittsburgh Steeler defense, so – Fun times back there in uh, the steel curtain, uh, mm-hmm. building it once again. JT, you want to add I, anything? I got to jump in. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got to jump in on you here. This is, sounds like one of the few teams we're going to disagree on. I look at sure. Le'Veon Bell and I say the guy's been clean for 18 months, haven't had any situations, no issues, no problems. He didn't go to camp this year, but came in an unbelievable. You look at look at the physical he took on Friday come in in absolutely phenomenal shape. He spent his time now with sports management industries working on his footwork, and he probably had the best footwork to begin with before that, but working on his footwork, keeping his cardio up. He hasn't taken any hits in camp, so the guy's not banged up. Pretty much a healthy offseason for the first time as well. Had a slight groin injury, was cleared up early on, so he was able to participate in a lot of the camps. And this guy is playing for a big contract somewhere else next season. Pittsburgh, under the new rules, cannot franchise him again next year, which makes him an unrestricted free agent, and he's going to go somewhere. And you know damn well it's going to be somewhere that's going to fit his fit him to a T. So I think Le'Veon Bell's a big buy-in this year. And then one name I think you left out, I like Juju Schuster, but Eli Rogers is listed ahead of him on the depth chart. Eli Rogers flashed quite a bit of talent last season, and I mm-hmm. think this is a guy – that, that not enough people are paying attention to coming into this year. Martavis Bryant, I agree with you, super talented, little too much Josh Gordon in him for me. I won't trust him on any of my drafts. You, you can't trust this guy. I need to see at least a year right. clean before I'm willing to trust this guy. So, okay. uh, But all in all, uh, on the defense, I agree with you completely. Only guy I'm staying away from is Shazier because the guy's always hurt. Uh, and just uh, real quick, on Bell, I got a dollar says he's hurt within the first five games. Sounds like a dollar. Okay, sir. Moving right along. The formerly San Diego Chargers are right. now the L.A. Chargers. If you folks haven't been paying attention, <clears throat> uh, the L.A. Chargers are next. And uh, I'm going to tell you. Go ahead, JT. You can hit it. Oh. Yeah, let's look. We got the old man, Philip Rivers, who was exchanging wide down. They were pulling people out of the crowd to play wide receiver for this guy last year, and he still was one of the top quarterbacks in the NFL. Talk about a competitor. Yeah, he likes to run his mouth, but the guy backs it up. I mean, the guy, him and all 15 of his children, the guy still backs it up. So I'm taking Philip Rivers in any league and being happy about it. Good news for Chargers fans today is Mike Williams was pulled off the pup list uh, we're probably not going to see him till week four, week five. Uh, I know they want to work him in slow, but the idea is he's off the pup list, which means he's getting better, getting ready to roll. Keenan Allen, a guy that had, uh, forgive me, but 75, 80 catches in like six games last year before the injury. The guy is kind of funny. Hold on, JT. Hold on, JT, sorry, man. 
But let me know Go when ahead. you're done so I can continue. Okay. No, so, I, I, uh, somebody walked in the wrong door looking for the bathroom, I you're guess. You're just lucky I can't open doors when you're talking, see. So anyway, as I was saying I before, I was it. once again rudely interrupted by the judge. You folks it. see what kind of garbage I got to put up with with this clown. But anyway, so. <gasps> oh, oh, really? No. Yeah, clown. No, you see? Clown. No, no, no. Now we are stopping the show because you know what, folks? Here. No, I'm glad I got, you know what? I kept this for just this moment. You want to know what I have to put up with? Here. This was me talking to somebody who's going to be on the show and JT's response. This is what I deal with. No, this is my personal cell number. Call in at 3 in the morning, please. What would you say, JT? Hold on. What would you say? I said make sure you call it at 3 in the morning, please. Make sure you call it at 3 in the morning, JT said. See? See, this is what he tells our callers, to make sure that they use my number and call me at 3 in the morning. You That's because thing. I know you're up working hard researching for the show. Yeah, Come on, keep me. up. But anyway, as I was saying, Keenan Allen, a guy that if he can stay healthy for 16 games, is capable of 130, 140 catches in that offense. Uh, the kid was amazing at Cal, just can't stay healthy, whether it's an injured spleen, a knee, uh, you name it. The guy just seems to run into injuries. Hunter Henry, I think Hunter Henry would be a top five tight end if Antonio Gates had retired. Uh, the fact that Gates didn't, I still think he's a top ten tight end. I think Philip Rivers lights him up. This is a guy that not enough people are paying attention to on the tight end board. Um, some people pass him up for Khalil Mack even. I will, no names will get mentioned for that. But, uh, but anyway, the big question is Melvin Gordon. Did the guy get it last year? Because the first year in the league, he didn't seem to. He was used to big gaping holes at Wisconsin that weren't there with San Diego's offensive line. I think last year he learned how to be patient, learned how to set up some blocks. Stop fumbling the football, and I think we're looking at a guy that's a top five, top six running back in fantasy this year. Flip over to the defensive side. One of my favorite players on the defense, mm-hmm. hurt again, Denzel Perryman. Uh, it's a shame. This guy could really pile up the tackles. Uh, just doesn't seem to be able to stay healthy. But Joey Bosa, my number three defensive lineman on IDP leagues, definitely somebody you guys need to keep an eye on. But San Diego is a defense overall. I have them ranked in the low 20s, so I'm staying away from them. Okay. Real quick, moving right along. Uh, we got 10 minutes left. San Fran. Okay, you got Hyde and Hightower in the backfield. Uh, they went ahead. They IR'd um, uh, good old Joe Williams there. Uh, so uh, they put him on the pop. Ooh. So my guess is it's Hyde, Hightower, Matt Breida as your running backs there. George Kittle at tight end, that, that is a – let me tell you something. That could be a play right there because, again, somebody that nice. went ahead and showed enough that they could move Vance McDonald. Brian Hoyer, serviceable. Uh, really a little bit better than the Trent Dilfer. So uh, you know how I feel. Pierre Garçon on the outside. Remember one thing. He's back with Shanahan, who he had a career year with. They've got Marquise Goodwin. But I'm going to tell you one thing. Uh, a guy to watch in this offense, a wide receiver, Aldrick Robinson. Remember one thing, when he was drafted in 2011 by the Washington Redskins, it was by the Shanahan's, and they brought him over here. So uh, a guy that you might want to watch, they really like him. On defense, uh, it, it's a mixed bag. 
you can go ahead and get yourself a, a, an Eric Reed or a Jimmy Ward on the back end. Uh, Navarro Bowman solid in the center. If he, we'll see what happens there. But uh, overall, the uh, as a team defense, really not worth taking. JT, go ahead. Seattle, we're moving fifty-two. Looking at Seattle, Russell Wilson, top quarterback. The kid just does everything. Plays hurt. Uh, always been a Russell Wilson guy. Definitely someone to keep your eye on in your draft. Running back wise, I ignore everybody that's not named Chris Carson on that team. Eddie Lacy, forget it. CJ Prosite, immensely talented, immensely hurt. Uh, Thomas Rawls, head case, who's always hurt. Chris Carson, I got to keep your eyes on. I got to keep your keep on your board. Draft him now, stash him. I think by week five he's starting. The wide receiver core is where I'm interested. Tyler Lockett, mm-hmm. Doug mm-hmm. Baldwin, Paul Richardson. Mm-hmm. Okay, these are all guys. Mm-hmm. A guy, Amara Doba, the kid, kid they took in the fourth round out of Michigan. Uh, I think this is why Jermaine Curse is expendable, by the way. I think they like what they've seen from this kid. Uh, Seattle, fun offense this year. Jimmy Graham's a tight end that I have ranked in the low, t- or low 10, 11, 12. Just stay away from him. Uh, defensively, it's Seattle's defense. Pick one. Chan- Cam Chancellor, Earl Thomas, Barry Wagner. They're all top IDP guys. Uh, team defense, I have them top five. Nice, nice. Go ahead, hit it. Hit it with the former St. Louis, now the L.A. Rams, and I'll take Tampa. Well, addition by subtraction, goodbye Jeff Fisher, which hopefully means goodbye stagnant offense. Uh, I think it's too early to indict golf as a bust at this point. I think we're going to see something from a new offense this year that are going to utilize him a little better. They've got Sammy Watkins, Robert Woods, uh, Cooper Cup, who I really – that guy catches any ball anywhere on the field. Um Farrell Cooper, another big physical receiver from last year's draft that I think uh, could could pay dividends. Really like Gerald Everett, the tight end they took the third round of the draft this year. Uh, kind of smaller, more built like a Delaney Walker. I think you guys need to keep an eye on this kid. I think by midseason he could be starting. Uh, flip over to their defense. Alec Ogletree is an IDP stud. Tackles, sacks, fumbles. The guy does everything. Aaron Donald, he's not in camp. He's holding out. I think that's going to hurt this defense overall, which is why I lower them into the 15-16 range. Uh, but all in all, Todd Gurley, don't want to forget him. Guy that I'm not sold on. End of, the, end of his two years ago, he, he tailed off. Last year he was bad. Maybe a new offense will get him going. But uh, unless he can start catching more balls, I, I have him as a low-end RB1. Really? Okay. And I'm going to tell you right now, people, uh, one of the things that I'm just going to wrap this up on the Rams real quick, okay, there are people out there who are not crazy about taking a cuff because there's a fall off. They're not going to see the ball as much. Bullshit. Go grab yourself some Malcolm Brown if you've got Gurley because Mm -hmm. there won't Mm -hmm. be any fall off and there will be some production. Malcolm Brown having a fantastic camp and, and a preseason, folks. Moving along to Tampa real quick. We're at 9.55. Oh, geez, we're up against it. Okay, Jameis, what do I have to say? Other than probably, in my eyes, a top 12 quarterback. Uh, and I know that's going to be a lot of – that's crazy to a lot of people, but they've surrounded him with weapons. They've got the deepest running backs. They've got Martin coming back. Until then, they've got Quiz and they've got Sims and, and Peyton Barber. Um, at tight end, stock there. Because they've got Brate, who's going to catch a ton of balls anyway. They're not planning on a big dip from him 
even with O.J. Howard there. They're going to throw the ball a lot in Tampa, folks. I'm telling you right now. And I'm going to make, the, I'm going to make a controversial call right now. Mike Evans is, is their number one receiver. Next year, he won't be. Their third-round pick, Chris Godwin, Godwin, will be. He is ultra-talented. He will fight for the ball. He fights for the route. He, will, he fights to get into the position that he's going to be, and he fights to go get that ball, and on top of it, will blow you away with a 4-4-2. I'm going to tell you, and, and he won't have the drops that Mike Evans will. Going ahead and moving along to the defense real quick. Hey, listen, the defense is really coming along. You got Vernon Hargraves on that corner sitting there beautifully, okay? Chris Conti plays a very solid safety, but we'll see what happens with Justin Evans now coming into it. They went ahead, and, uh, and a guy that's not heralded on that offensive line besides McCoy is Robert Ayers. If he can stay healthy, he was a former Giant that created a lot of problems. Levante David, solid IDP play. Yeah, and watch for a big year. I'm telling you right now, watch for a big year out of Quan Alexander. Was able to go ahead and speak to him, and he really just sounds completely different than he did last year uh, when I met him then, too. So go ahead, Tennessee, JT. Uh, top, the top young quarterback in football, in my opinion, Marcus Mariota, behind the best offensive line, not in Dallas, in Tennessee. Look at the numbers. The numbers say I'm right. Uh, Dynasty leagues, I'm drafting Derrick Henry before I'm taking DeMarco Murray. That may even pay off in standard leagues this year. Keep your eye on that situation. Uh, receiving core, this receipt, I mean, what a draft. Titans had the best draft in the NFL, in my opinion. Rashard Matthews, a kid they signed last year, had a nice big year. Corey Davis, who they took out of Western Michigan. Uh, Tajay Sharp put on the IR today, so Taewon Taylor who did have a big preseason, moves up the board. I like all those guys. Delaney Walker, extremely unrelated, under underappreciated tight end. And then they go out and draft Johnu Smith out of Florida International, who is a younger version of Delaney Walker. Uh, Dynasty Leagues, take this kid, stash him. Flip to the defense. The best defensive free agent out there, Jonathan Cyprian. They stole him from a division rival. He is going to anchor that defense back at the free safety position, and this guy is an IDP dream. Tennessee is an overall defense. I'm looking at them top ten. Washington, Kirk Cousins, what can you say about the guy who never throws below 60%? I mean, he is just that good. Give him some steady wide receivers. Give him somebody that stays. Jordan Reed is currently on the pup. We don't know what's going to happen there. Josh Doxson is coming back. Hopefully we'll see uh, what he can do. Never played his rookie year. Jamison Crowder, can he stay? The guy to watch here, Terrell Pryor. If you don't have him on your team, go freaking get him now because he's going to be one of the best receivers in the NFC East. I said that. Um, and then moving along to the defense, Ryan Kerrigan's the guy that you really want back there, uh, along with Cravens back on the back line. Uh, Swearinger's all right. I'm not completely sold on him in an IDP league, folks. Okay, close the door, please. Close the door. Thank you. Almost, almost, almost. I'll be there in a minute. Guys, folks, we're wrapping it up. It's been fantastic. There you go. There's football. We're going to go have a great time. Football season is kicking off. JT, thanks so much for everything. I'm out of here. Boy, what a show. Join us next week. Don't forget Gridiron Guys Thursday. 
Fantasy Chess, the show next week. Watch what we got for you guys next week. I'm out.